Guys, girls, uh, how's everybody doing? Today is episode 94 of the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. My name is Miguel, and with me, as always, my friend P. Ross. P. Ross, how's it going, man? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy P. Ross, back in the building for another episode. Episode 94 in the building. You know what I'm saying? On our way to episode 200. Let's go. It's more like like 100. (laughs) Slow down, slow down. We're 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 gonna be at episode two hundred soon. Let's get into it. This is we, so you know what we need. Let's what go. we need is time, man. And we and we got fortunately, fortunately now that we we've been getting a little bigger and we got some really cool guests. I I've been getting more DMs and people asking when can I be on and this and that. And it's not that if you're listening or watching, not that we don't want to have you on. We're just pretty much booked you know and and during the week it's really difficult to record just because we got work and we got life so we record this on the weekends but anyway p ross yeah. we got somebody special with us today so do what you do man yes this guy he has a youtube channel that is spectacular okay yep. if you ever seen him you already know that his stuff, his stuff is top-notch quality you understand what i'm saying and who i'm talking about right now it's Nigel from the Sir Watch Geek Podcast. I mean, oops, Sir Geek YouTube so, channel hi. in the building. <laughs> hi, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. Awesome to be here. Thank you so yeah. much for accepting the invitation. And he just hit 5,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, thank you. That's, big. that's big. massive. So you're coming to us from where, where are you located? I am in Worcester, which is in England, in the United Kingdom, roughly in the middle of uh, England, just half an hour away from Shakespeare County, um, Mm. Stratford-on-Avon, which you've probably heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, Worcester, famous for Royal Worcester pottery and things like that. And uh, and, uh, that's about it. (laughs) That's about as much as I can make it sound exciting. Oh, do you prefer Worcester or London? Yeah, don't go down to London too much. Um, that's about an hour and a half away from us, which mm. for us in little tiny England is is miles away. Yeah. So, uh, and it's all very built up. London doesn't represent what England or the UK is about, yeah. really. If anybody comes okay. over to the UK, I'd steer clear of London. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. Well, I, I could it, say it, the same thing yeah. about uh, California as well. A lot of people always ask about LA, right? Los Angeles and Hollywood. And yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. often you go down to Hollywood, and it's like never. <laughs> like it's, never. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy down there. It's it's ghetto. It's dirty. It's a bunch of homeless wow. people. If you want to come to California, you got to go to our beaches, right? So Laguna Beach, yeah. San Diego. Yeah. I mean. Oh. that's where it's at go to disneyland go to a bunch of different cool places go to big bear that's up in the mountains so there's so many cool places i mean la is a must yeah. just because i mean it's la but yeah, yeah i don't yeah. i don't go very often and that's about an hour away from me too so eh. okay yeah pretty similar then. yeah what about yeah. you in ohio p anything Yo, ohio ohio is great uh it's not our ghettos look oh how can i say this uh, a lot of gentrification is going on in our ghettos right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they're doing building, and, you know. So it, it's getting better, I guess. But at the same time, like where I grew up wasn't a bad area, but it's kind of turning into terrible. It's just getting terrible. So Really? But 
But there there are a lot of things here that, you know, we have uh, theme park, Kings Island, sort of like a, a Six Flags. Oh, got it. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 That's cool. That's so, cool. Uh, we have some stuff here, man, down here in Cincinnati, for sure. Nice. Well, before we get into the into the, all the questions and all the all the things we want to talk about, why don't we do a wrist check? So, uh, Nigel, what are you wearing? I am wearing my Ooh. Tudor Black Bay GMT, which I think we're going to talk about later anyway. Yeah, um, had it a couple of months now, and it has fast become my daily wear. There's nothing I don't like about it. It's a gorgeous watch. So. I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm not going to say any names just because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I will say something. I heard through a reputable source that in about maybe a year or two years uh, tops, they are releasing the Tudor GMT in a 58 version. So just, just be ready, save your money. Wow. It's going to be a hot Stop ticket. Stop saving so, now. Yeah. 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 Cool. P. Ross, <laughs> see an Orient? Um, I am rocking the Orient Ray too. Yep. This watch is becoming one of my favorites. Love the look, love the aesthetic. 200 meters of water resistance. It has the caliber uh, F6922, I believe. Yeah, attackable wine. Yeah. Screw down, crown. Yo, this thing is all that. And I took it out of the bracelet, which the bracelet is no good whatsoever. Yeah. Put it on this rubber strap. Looks good. So. Yeah, looks good. I I'm wearing something that I got for Father's Day last year, and I have not worn in a long mm. time. So the note is retrospect too. If you go to my Instagram account, I oh, posted wow. a little video of it. So the cool thing about the this specific uh, release from Note is is that they partnered up with Barton Straps, and this strap, man. I, I mean, you could pick them up for like twenty bucks on the Barton website. It's so nice. These wow. these straps are really mm. nice. But yeah, this this watch is it's a solid watch, and obviously I. I I like microbrands, right? So after we had Wes, he's one of the founders of Notice on the show. We, we talked about this release. It was when it had just released. And I was fortunate enough that one of our listeners, the watch was sold out. One of our listeners, uh, he's like, hey, listen Dr. to Washington show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dr. Washington. Dr. Watchman. I don't know what happened to him, but uh, I think he's still around. But yeah, he, he's been on the show and we talked about some different things. But yeah, he sent me a message. He's like, hey, you know what? After your your show with Wes, I actually bought the watch because I think it's really cool. And it was, you know, it sold out or whatever. And I was like, hey, congratulations. That's awesome. Well, a few months later, I couldn't buy one because they were sold out. But he's like, hey, so remember about that watch? It just wasn't for me. So if you're interested, I'll give it to you at like basically less than cost because it's already used. So I picked it up, you know, I picked it up and it's cool because you don't really, you can't really find these anywhere. I checked on eBay. Wow. I checked, you just can't buy them. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to not only be able to uh, say that we had the guy on the show, Wes, one of the founders and the owners, and then also the way that it happened, right? Somebody bought it because they heard the episode, but then they sold it to me and it was, it was a cool journey. You know, it always reminds me of like the podcast. So anyway yeah cool nice <laughs> so one. excellent all right so let's let's get into who you are and what got you into watch collecting because i'm sure i'm curious p ross is curious and the whole world Absolutely. really wants to know i mean you're you're <laughs> such a big you have a, such a big persona and you're so likable but it's like there's something oh. about this guy and i really want to know more about him <laughs> oh gents you're too kind well okay um i have an in, uh, a background in engineering 
actually. Mm. I was an automotive engineer for many years. I actually oh, okay. worked in the States for a while in the 90s. Really? I worked in um, Detroit mm. for oh. Ford. Okay. Um, mm. Okay. Then we all had to come home because we found out we were there illegally. But that's another story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. But I... I um, I, I left engineering about 10 or 11 years ago now and did various things, got into acting, um, both stage and uh, on screen, then found out um, I liked the filmmaking aspect. So for the last four years of my employment, I'm now retired, fortunately, I ran my own videography photography studio with my best mates. So we did everything from um, 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 wedding videos, music videos, um, corporate videos, all that kind of stuff, which stood me in good stead for my YouTube. In terms of watch collecting, um, throughout the 90s, I, I wasn't really into watches. I had the various fashion watches and that. And then one day, looking through one of the gents' magazines at the time, there it was, the full-page ad for the Breitling Navitimer. And there it was, cloaked yeah. up picture in all its glory. And I thought, wow, what's this? That, that was it for me. I thought, one day, I'm going to have one of those. Um, a few years later, I realized that dream. For whatever reason, I soon sold that and bought a Navitimer World. Went up to the 46 mil, the white dial. Love that watch. A few years later, I had to sell that. Uh, I think it was divorce number two that uh, prompted <laughs> the, um, the selling of that watch, needed the money. Yeah. And it was another 10 years, guys, believe it or not. For that, for that period of me not uh, having any, any watches, I mostly sported my rotary chrono speed, quartz, nice. very Navitimer-esque. Nice. It was cheap as chips. Yeah. It's all I could afford. Loved it. And it was 10 years later that, fortunately, I was in a financial position to, to rebuy a Navi World, which was used. Um, it was a local yeah. seller on Facebook, uh, got a very good deal on that. And that was it. Uh, I was hooked. I was hooked good and proper. And um, because um, I've, I've mentioned this, but because my wife is an author, and she's quite a successful author now. Um, my collection quickly grew. <laughs> um, <laughs> that went on to the um, the um, Super Ocean Heritage 2, 46 mil, which is a gorgeous watch. I've always been into my sort of divers and navy timers, but when I saw that, I thought, wow, that, that is beautiful. Then I finally was able to get yes. the Navi B01, 46 mil. And used, again, this one was used absolutely. It, the quality, the finish, it just exudes so much quality. And I've never, I've never understood how Breitlings don't sort of hold their value a little bit more. Right. They lose a hell of a lot from you. But that then spawned a, a varied collection of watches from homage watches, which some people like, some people don't. A lot of... Two to three hundred pound watches. I have my Orient. I've got an Orient as well, Piros. I've got my Orient mm. right on, yeah. which is nice. very nice. Nice Bra- bracelets. Not brilliant on that one either. No. Have to agree on the bracelets, but a nice watch. Spinnaker, Spinnaker Dumas. Uh, I've even got the um, Casio Duro, 
which which uh, nice a lot watch. of people have. Nice watch. You know, you don't Absolutely. have to worry about that. Cheapest chips. Various micro brands as well. Mm. Uh, I've got. Have you? Are you aware of um, uh, Stratton Stratton Watch Company? Yep. 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 I've got my Stratton Special there, very which nice. is a very nod back to the seventies. Falju seven seven five zero movement. Very thick. Very retro. Absolutely love love that piece. And everything in between. Uh, I've got a Vostok. Uh, some Seiko five Sports. Um, mm. The Doxa. Uh, I'm just looking at the beer. <laughs> um, some Satinas as well. I've got a couple of Satinas. Love Satina. I've got the the DSPH 200M. That one's nice. Reissue of their 1967 cool. diver aluminium bezel. Lovely. Um, and then more lately, I have gone a little bit up in the world and and um, got some Rolexes, right. which um, right, which uh, will will talk about i think yeah for sure yeah. we definitely need to talk about them yeah. yeah i heard you say uh that you were into fashion watches and then you got the brightening now for most people yeah. the fashion watches like their gateway into yeah. the watch hobby then they find out like most fashion watches are trash was it pretty absolutely. much for you like that yeah absolutely i didn't realize what a proper watch was you know fashion watch is great it was that it was a revelation when I saw that ad for the Navitar. It opened my eyes to what real watches are, um, and it was it was a huge step up in terms of, of money, obviously. Uh, yeah. But that that was it for me. That was the oh, I've got no, I've got we no visuals. Oh, sorry, visuals went. Sorry, um, that was the eye opener for me. Yeah, that was the. Um, the revelation that said, yeah, I'm going to start. Yeah, no, Anchoring for sure. The proper watches. <laughs> for sure. Well, before we move on to like watches, I am really interested to know, and I don't know if people are interested, yes. but you got into acting and you said something about movies, anything notable that people may know you from, or they could go and watch your film or a, or a TV show or something. Um, well, um, we made a, uh, first of all, we made, a short film, a short horror film, which is on YouTube, which my wife Carla wrote and which Carla and I star in. It's called um, Penny for the Guy. Penny I don't know if you guy. guys, we, we, you guys celebrate July 4th with, with fireworks, don't you? Well, our, yeah. our fireworks, we celebrate November the 5th, which is okay. Guy Fawkes night. Now, Guy Fawkes was uh, infamous for, for trying to blow up the Houses of Parliament several hundred years ago. And okay. uh, in a rather bizarre way, we celebrate that every year by <laughs> building weird. a bonfire and putting an effigy of Guy Fawkes on the top and setting it on fire. But that's the night that we have fireworks. And what kids do, they make their own guys, you know, mod dolls, life size, and they... They go around houses, knock on the door and say, penny for the guy, and people will give them some money. Or you'll, you'll, you'll sit in a, an underpass and go, penny for the guy. It, weird, I know. But if you type in penny for the guy, Redditch, because Redditch is where I used to live and where it's set, our 18-minute short horror film will crop up. On the back of that, we were spotted by a, a film producer in Seattle who uh, oh. funded us to turn that into a full-length feature film which i am still working on 
after a few years. But in terms of films, I am a, I do have a very small part in a film that's on Amazon Prime. It might, might not be on Prime in America, but it's called The House of Screaming Death. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was also in another film called Ouija Geist, another horror film, but that was taken off Prime because it now has a DVD distribution across the world okay. somewhere, I believe. Um, yeah, and lots of independent films that have gone onto the independent circuit, you know, some have been released and gone to film festivals, that kind of thing. That's cool. That's exciting. Okay. So, yeah. so you're a horror guy. Horror guy, love horror guy, but I do love acting in comedy roles. I've, I've played murderers and I've been murdered, but I, I do prefer comedy roles when I act. But uh, horror yeah, film, so, oh, you can't be a good horror film. So with the latest Halloween that came out, uh, I, I would like to know what you think about that and who's better, Jason or Michael Myers? Oh, crikey. Well, I haven't seen the new halloween yet Uh, i don't don't quite know how long they can keep on keeping him alive in terms of michael or jason i think they're both they're both equal to be honest Um, really yeah okay yeah have you got a favorite p ross yes uh michael myers of course okay well, he's the OG. He's the one that started the whole genre in the right, 70s, right. you know, and yeah. Freddy and yeah. Jason were a copy of that. Yeah. I yeah. only know so this because there's Netflix. <laughs> so if Michael was a watch guy, if Michael Myers was a watch guy, what watch do you think he would wear? <laughs> and the same question for Jason. Uh, Good grief. I have I have no idea. What would they have? That's an Casio's. <laughs> yeah. They have to have something <laughs> fairly rugged and uh, fairly waterproof. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I can see Michael Myers wearing uh, a marathon field watch. Oh, okay. You know okay. What I mean? And yeah. uh, I can see Jason wearing a, a, a G Shock. Ah, the original. Yeah. yeah DW fifty six hundred. Yeah, so, that would work. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, that works. That works. That's that's an interesting question. Well, we we kind of. I know you have a lot of watches in your collection, and we were going to mm. ask you about what was in your collection. What's your favorite piece? But man, you got sixty pieces, seventy pieces. I mean, how it's, many? You got a lot. A thirty-three, I think, at the last count. Um, ranging <laughs> wow. right back. That's my Timex watch from when I was oh, a kid. That is so cool. Had that when man. I was ten. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to pick up, but it's very yeah, it um, nice. Got the bezel, very diverish. So I think subliminary that might have set my yeah. interest in watches off from a, a very early age. It's very small; it's about thirty mil diameter, I think. It's but I've still got cool. that. Mm. Never seen that. Before. That's about forty-three years old now. I think that is. <laughs> wow. That. wow! Yeah, still works. Mm, mm, mm. That's awesome, man. Well, let's let's talk about what is on your wrist, right? So one of the yes. one of the questions that I know it's one of your recent pickups, and like yeah. you mentioned, right, you have Rolex and you have Brightly and you have all kinds of crazy watches in your collection, but you picked up this Tudor. So my question to you is, what are your thoughts on the Tudor brand? And also, do you think Tudor is an alternative to Rolex or? I guess Rolex because people can't buy it. Or do you think it's like a standalone company where people actually go out of their way to say, I'm going to buy a tutor. 
And that's what I yeah. want. It's not an alternative brand. Um, Cause I think maybe that's kind of how it was back in the day, but I, I, I mm. see things shifting, but what are your opinions on that? Yeah, well, it, it's a brand that stands on its own feet. Definitely now yeah. on its own, going back to the heritage of Tudor, obviously set mm. up by the guy that, that um, whose name eludes me, who started Rolex. He set it up as a company. I think, I think originally Tudor used Rolex parts, right. all except for the dial and movement. Mm-hmm. And it was to release a watch brand that was, that was quality, but that was a bit more affordable, but still had Rolex's values and quality. So I think it was 1946 that Tudor existed on its own. Um, the, the, latest watches the sort of uh, re re imaging of the old tudor watches it's a very good call because the tudor black bay is very very this the gmt rather it, there's, there's a lot of similarity to the original rolex gmt mm-hmm. um so there's, there's a nice link there there's a link all along the history of of tudor and Rolex being together for the Tudor GMT, they've obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but they've developed their own in-house movement. I think it's the MT5652. And I believe that they took a lot of help and advice from Rolex to develop that movement. Um, very nice 70 hours power reserve, um, silicon hairspring, I believe, mm-hmm. bi-directional winding, um, so there's always that link between Tudor and Rolex, but uh, uh, Tudor, well, I'm lost for words. Tudor are a, very much a brand in their own right. I, I don't know if people can't get a Rolex would, would go, well, I'm going to get a Tudor instead. That stands, that stands on its own two feet. And I think all the Tudor brand, the Tudor watches do, they, they stand on their own two feet. They're up there, their own company with their own vision, their own watches, that have a a historical link to Rolex. Uh, And this, I I wouldn't necessarily want to go out now and get a a GMT Master 2 or or another SERP, because I think this is it. This is it. Really is. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, absolutely makes sense. One one of the things that I recently heard somebody say, or they they were talking bad about Tudor was, that they release so many black bays, right? Mm. Um, I believe it was a time teller. He came out with a video of like, don't take my videos too serious. And I said that the tutor basically sucks, right? But the reason he said that was because he feels that they're just relying too much on the black bay pieces. But it's like, well, yeah, yeah obviously, I mean, if it's if it's working and if it's making you money, it's a business. At the end of the day, why, why wouldn't you, you know? Um, True. But at, I yeah. think the, the Pelagos and I think uh, some other models in, in their collection are also really cool and don't get a lot of love. Um, yeah, so it would be true. nice to see Tudor maybe pay a little yeah. more attention to that. The new yeah. uh, chronograph they release is amazing. A little big in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they're, they're going in the right direction, I think. I mean, I've got the new the new 2021 catalog. How did you here. get that? Uh, um. I got given it when I bought this <laughs> from my AD. Mm. I didn't get anything. It, it, that is so cool. That's all embossed. It's a quality, a quality book wow. that's got all the. You see that yeah. all, all mm. the what, all the information about them. So yeah, that, that's a. That's awesome. 
So well, let me have. let me ask you guys, how do you guys feel? I know the silver has that. I think the bronze does too, but I, I, I need to check my facts. But they started putting uh, display case backs on, on mm. those specific black bases. And some people were complaining because they were like, the movement is just not finished. The movement is right. not that pretty. Maybe they shouldn't yeah. have done that. But what are you guys' thoughts? How do you guys feel about them being such a tool watch and a dive watch and putting a display case back? Because typically that's more on like the dressy pieces and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so how do you yeah. guys feel about that? I'm, I'm, I love a display case back personally, you know. I love it. I love that they're doing it, like regardless yeah. of how the movement look. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. 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 I, I um. Yeah, display case backs do have a um, uh, function. It's a shame that you never ever see it because you're wearing it. Um, but there are some watches that that are beautiful. I've got the, um, oh, is it the Seacoast Suges? Yeah, it's not that. This is um, the Seacoast Suges. It's got the Seagull ST. Oh, yeah, there's TV. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. The, the, the movement is so beautiful to look at right. and mm-hmm. you can spend hours looking at that um if you get an nh35 movement on a display case back then that's not particularly worth looking at um the bo1 movement as well it's beautiful that's on the uh, that's on the display case back when they're half hidden by a rotor yeah it's not um, right it's not right. something I'm, I'm fussed about either way personally uh yeah, yeah. Just looking, just looking my, through the. My Sorry, thing guys. is also with the uh, display case back. You don't have to take the back off in order to see the movement. You know what I mean? Like you just look at the movement straight away. Yeah, and you don't have yeah. to worry about opening up your case or nothing. You know what well, I mean? I, I think so. some of the pure is the the problem that they have, and this is going back to like um, Rolex, right? So Rolex, if you guys notice, their case backs, the middle of the case back is pretty much naked, right? And they purposely mm-hmm. do that. So you could put an engraving on, mm-hmm. on the case back. And and I think that's uh, that's a smart idea because I've I, I got to be honest with you guys. With a dive watch, I don't particularly care to have a display case back. It's cool. I mean, I, I appreciate it because I like looking at the movements, but there's something about a solid case back that just kind of gives me that um, stability of knowing, all right, the water resistance on this is less likely to break as opposed to like a a glass case. Right. Um, But I I do like a display case back on something like a chronograph, you know, or something like Mm. a dress watch, like Seiko fives, right. Seiko fives are awesome because this is like, it's a cheap watch, but you get to see, you know, seven is to six movement for our movement or whatever it may be. So I'm I'm kind of in between, like I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing the tutors doing that, but I, yeah. I, I suppose I guess it's it's a good way of showing off your watch to other people yeah. that are not into watches, right? Like, oh, check this are they, out. <laughs> are they following the trend? Is the is the trend you, more you to think? have case back watches? Are they just following what's fashionable? Or I mean, it's it, it just it's interesting to me because I can't figure it out. It's like all the black bays didn't have it, but all of a sudden you release your silver, and I think the bronze may have it too. I don't know. You need to check that one, but the silver for sure has it. So it's just interesting. Like, why do it to some but not to the others? And what's going to happen yeah. to the new black bay 
releases, are they going to have a display case back? You know, and I, I know we're talking too much about display case backs and they probably don't mean that much, but we are <laughs> watch people and the technical aspects yeah. and the minute details do matter. Uh, another question that people have, and I don't know, and I don't know if you know, the indices on the Black Bay, are they stainless steel? Are they white gold? I don't know. I've watched yeah. enough videos and reviews and I can't figure it out. Our friend Omar from Timeless Sneakers and Watches, we were yeah. having that conversation and he has this Black Blade uh, 58 Blue and I obviously got the gilt one and we we're looking at this and we're like, he's like, oh, they're gold. I'm like, who said that? He's like, I don't know. I read it somewhere. Right. I'm like, where? He's like, I don't remember, but mm. I think the indices are gold, white gold. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm pretty oh, okay. sure. They, I don't know. Does it say, can you figure it out? Because I don't know. Yeah, mm. I mean, it doesn't mention it in any of the specs in the uh, so, catalogs. And I would think if they are white gold, they would want to sell it as white gold, right? It's a feature. So yeah. if they don't mention yeah. it, I think it's probably stainless steel or I don't know what material, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't say. Yeah, I would yeah. think if they was white gold, they would flaunt that everywhere. Like, of course. Kind of like mm-hmm. Rolex, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. White yeah, gold. Absolutely. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a selling feature, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the Rolex shortages? Yes, it's a very um, <sighs> dividing and contentious issue, isn't it? That's been talked yeah. about a lot now. If we are to believe that Rolex make a million watches a year. That's the figure that's touted out, that on the surface seems a lot of watches, but that's million watches across is across their entire range. And some right. of those they'll make more of than others. Right, of but course. if you divide that million by the watches across their entire range, and then you work out, I've tried to look at how many Rolex outlets there are, ADs there are in the world, don't know. But there's got to be quite a few in every country in the world. So those watches, when you divide them into the different quantities amongst all the ADs in the world, it's not surprising that they're only getting drip-fed a few watches at a time. Um, But then again, 10 years ago, you could walk into an AD and get a Rolex off the shelf. So a discount. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that when... They released, I think it was 2013 that they released the um, the Batman, I think, uh, that that became very, very successful and sold out very, very quickly. And when something sells out quickly, it creates a buzz, it creates a hype, it creates a shortage, yeah. it creates demand. But I don't know how that can account for all the other watches that, that they sell, that there's all of a sudden... I've only been collecting watches for two years, seriously. So I don't really know what happened before then um, to suddenly make Rolex so desirable that there's a shortage. They're making as many as they can make. Uh, why Why are they selling out? I don't know. Why could you not get one? Here's, here's my theory, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll let um, – I don't even think I've spoken to P. Ross about this, but this, this happened last – this past Wednesday. So we're, it's Sunday today. It just happened just a few days ago. I was talking to my wife, and I, I, I know some people are going to think this is weird or whatever, but it is what it is, people. Um, I'm 
trying to, you know, figure out how to make additional money for my family just because we're, we're trying to, you know, uh, acquire something, whatever. And um, so I'm like, all right, should I get another job? Should I do this? Should I do that? And and I'm always talking about Rolex, right? And doing things like that. So I was like, well, what if I do get on a waiting list? Because look, maybe I won't make the money right away. But if I do sell that piece, decide to sell it, I can make money with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it took some convincing of my wife and she was like but this is not going to be for you right this is an investment and i was like yeah yeah for sure like well well, let me get on the waiting list i'm sure it's going to be hard but how hard could it be but let me let me try it so like an idiot i got dressed nice i had my blazer on some nice pants (laughs) some dressy shoes i wore my dear watch so there i go really nice i i uh go in and I made up this story that this watch was going to be for my dad and it was going to be a gift for him, you know, because he's been a great father. <laughs> and um, anyway. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, so I go in there and uh, surprisingly, all the shelves were filled with watches. So I was like, what the hell? All right. So I immediately oh, asked, okay. right? So I immediately asked the the ladies, it was very, not, I don't want to say it was a very nice lady, but they did come up to me right away as soon as I walked in and say hey hello how can I help you and I said yeah hey I'm I'm, I'm inquiring about a, a Rolex Oyster Perpetual and I was looking for either the green dial the Tiffany which I know it's impossible to get or the yellow either one of those would do my dad showed some interest and perhaps if I could get that I'll get something else and something else and I'll keep buying from you guys you know I I, I definitely love the brand and I want to know about how I get on a waiting list because I think these watches are not available right she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, there is no waiting list. I'm sorry that we, we, it's just the waiting time for any watch. Any of our watches is, is more than maybe three to five years. And we cannot put you on a waiting list. And I said, are you serious? Wow. I said, well, what about all these watches right here? Are they, he's like, oh, those aren't, those are not working. They're just display watches. <laughs> they're they're none of, nothing is real. Yeah. I was like, so no, I can't get no date just, I can't get nothing no a precedent or what is like nope sorry I, and i'm like so what you're telling me is i gotta go on the gray market and basically buy it off of them and she goes yeah unfortunately i'm sorry i'm like but wow. prices are crazy you know that right like I, it just doesn't make any sense mm. he goes i know i know they're expensive mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know what to tell you so right next to Rolex is an Omega. Plan B was going to go in there and perhaps put my da- name down for uh, Speedmaster, the 321, or the Snoopy. Yeah. So I say thank you to Rolex. And they, the, the lady was nice, but she was very short. She wanted me out uh, of there. She didn't want me there. Wow. Mm. There was nobody else in the store. <laughs> like three, four employees, and I was the only one there. I was like, okay. So I, I walk out, and this is a very busy mall here in California. It's very wealthy mall louboutin and christian louboutin and and all kinds of watch brands vacheron patek uh longa everybody's in that mall so it's it's a big mall in california so anyway i go all right thank you cool all right well very disappointed very disappointed so i walk out i go to omega and everything is full they have all kinds of watches and speedmaster and seamaster and constellation and i'm like okay that's refreshing to see right a guy comes up to me, really nice gentleman. And I told him what I was looking for. He's like, you know what, man? He's like, Speedmaster sold out the same day. He's like, there's a three-year waiting list for it right now. Ooh. My waiting list is full. 
I cannot put your name down. And I got to tell you this, even the people that left the deposit, I'm not even sure they could get the watch. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, next Which time, one was next... the store? Miguel, the which, Snoopy. Which wow. The Snoopy, yeah. the yeah. new one, the one with the with the display case back where Snoopy kind of goes across the moon. Yeah, That's yeah. what they told me. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, what about the 321? I know they're limited uh, production just because they're, you know, I, I know that one watchmaker basically sees it all the way through. He's like, yeah, yeah. And just because of that, I, I cannot even put you on a waiting list for the three to one either. I was like, well, what, what the hell? Like all these, like, I know you're basically asking about all the hot models. Like I, I can't get anything. So, I mean, I could have gotten a Seamaster or something like that, but I know the investability of that is not the same as these mm-hmm. other things. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, watches are not investments. Well, true for the most part, but some models clearly are investments. Investment. So what I was going to get to, and I've, I've spoken to a few, few uh, gray dealers, what is going on? And I believe it, it's, there is no waiting list or wait list, I should say. It's all about the money that goes into the pocket of these Rolex AD guys and the connection that they have with maybe some gray market dealers or some other special customers. It's all business. It's all business. And yeah. it's sad because so- people... Yeah. So do you think do you think that if you would have walked in with a briefcase with sixty thousand dollars cash, they still would have been like no? Maybe you know what what I was told by a gray market dealer was you need to buy a lot of watches, but it has to be their least desirable watches. So go in there mm-hmm. and maybe say that you're gonna buy a solid gold precedent. Or, or 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 something I, I don't know or or a few lady late you know day just to get you in the door and it's like it's it's unfortunate you need to buy the things that that people don't like or they don't sell very much in order to just kind of get in the door you know what i mean but it's weird i'm like not even a day just like a men's date just is like no yeah we don't have good great what <laughs> what are you selling have- here you've got to have a lot of money to to be able to buy the less desirable watches before you may get offered the what you want. So there is a, an argument to just go to a, a, the used market or a grey dealer and buy the what you want at the outset. You might be paying more for it. That watch is still going to be worth that much 12 months later. You aren't going to make a fortune on it, but you're not going to lose on it. Yeah. You see what I mean? And you've but got I mean- the watch now rather than waiting three years buying watches that you don't necessarily want in the hope that you might then get offered the watch at retail, which may or may not happen. Yeah. It's crazy. But but, uh, so let me, so let me segue into the next question. Do you personally recommend people buy a hype piece, like a Batman, a Hulk, whatever through a gray market dealer because I think Hulks are going right now for like I think 20,000, 1920. They retail for like nine or something like that. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Are they worth $10,000 more? I mean, well, I wouldn't advocate necessarily going to a, a gray dealer. My Rolexes, one of them was new at retail and two of them were used from a, the used market, so not a grey dealer selling new. But I was at my one of my ADs in um, another city close by called Coventry and um, having a chat there, uh, trying on various things. And then he said, I've got something for you, Nigel. And he brought out the, the Hulk. 
and said, there you go, try that on. And uh, mm. it was just after they'd been announced that they were discontinued. Mm. Um, I, I, I'd been keeping an eye on the market up until then, and they were going, I think, for about £12,000, I think. Mm. This was £14,000. That's not bad. 2017, full set. It's now worth about sixteen, which is... Um, <laughs> Nine nineteen thousand, just over nineteen thousand dollars, I believe, for the two thousand seventeen. Mm. So in a year, exactly a year, on paper, that that's potentially made two thousand pounds. That's crazy. Has it? Is it? Is it? When can? When is that going to stop going up? Um, it, it's a bit more desirable in the fact that you it's it's discontinued. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. What's it going to be worth next year? There's not that many of them available. In the UK, use market. So, um, and I've already been approached by two people to ask if I'd consider selling mine already. So, um, <laughs> which I've said no, <laughs> not yet. I'm not destitute and on the streets yet, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, what what was so, that uh, watch that you got at the AD? New. Well. A bit of a story there. I've got the um, the new 2020 Bluesy. Yeah. I think it's the 136-13LB. Now, a friend of mine, and I love the watch community, uh, on Instagram I've made so many friends, yeah. most of them of which I will probably never meet. But the one guy lives not too far away from me, and he's got a um, – uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Story. I hope you can pause this when we end. He's got a relationship. That's the word. He's got a relationship <laughs> with his with his AD. He's bought some high-end pieces. During the first lockdown, he was offered the bluesy because of the lockdown and the nature of his work. He couldn't afford it. Mm. So quite genuine, generously, he asked me if I would like to buy it. So he bought it. I paid for it. He bought it. He's kept his relationship with the AD. Awesome. I've got a I've got a bluesy at, at retail, so that was very nice of him to offer to offer me that. So, uh, so I've, that that's my my new Rolex that I managed to get at uh, at, um, at retail price. And then a couple of months ago, I got the um, Deep Sea Sea Dweller yeah. JC. Mm-hmm. Um, James Cameron. Right? That was yeah, two thousand and eighteen full set and i paid thirteen thousand two hundred pounds for that so mm. again appro- approaching twenty thousand dollars i guess um i know i know uh it's how much that will be worth in three four five years who knows the bubble might burst they might come down it might go up it might stay as it is but i haven't bought them to flip or to sell i've bought them because I enjoy them and I want to wear them. That's awesome. Um, Absolutely. Money in, money in the bank is no good at the moment. Interest rates are rubbish, aren't they? If you can spend some money, perhaps some pieces you get might appreciate a little bit. Perhaps some pieces might lose a little bit, but you're enjoying having something that you can yeah. wear and enjoy <clears throat> instead of it sitting in the bank, right. making, making nothing. That's my view. Can't quite convince the wife that that's right, but that's my view. <laughs> well, that was that was my view. So when I when I said I wanted to make quick money, I knew that, and I told her this. I said this is 
going to be like winning the lottery. If I could go in there and I could get mm -hmm. a watch like in a few months, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be later down the line, but it's an investment, right? So put your money in different little baskets. And I said, instead of, like you said, right. Instead yeah. of having the money in the bank and it's just losing, yeah. we're losing money because of the interest rates. Let's diversify. Yeah. Right. And, and it sounds funny because yeah. let's say diversify into Rolex, right. It sounds funny, but it's true. You know, I said, maybe we can make, I could enjoy it right for a little bit and then we can make a little bit of money maybe uh yeah. and, and that's yeah, the reason that's cool. she agreed because she was like yeah if it's gonna be for you how you say all your watches are investments or at least some of the bigger stuff but you're never gonna sell because they're just yours yeah. and no it's an, it's an absolute no but if you're gonna keep it for a little bit but you need to sell it to yes. recoup the money and make some then yeah i i, I see that yeah. you know so but anyway, it yeah. just didn't pan yeah. out for me. So what a shame. Yeah. 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 And I, I would never buy one, like you said, you know, at, 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 at a used or, or whatever. Or maybe. I mean, I don't know. It, it depends. If, mm -hmm. As long as you don't get like a crazy, crazy deal and um, you're paying the, the higher premium because I, yeah. I really yeah. don't see Rolex depreciating, especially when Rolex just came out and said that they're not going to increase production. They know right. there's a demand. They're like, we're not doing anything different according to them. We're not producing any less or any more. We're just mm -hmm. doing us. But it's like, yes, but I mean, they 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 love the attention. You tell me what brand out there they doesn't do. like the exclusivity, doesn't like to be the brand that everybody desires so much. Yeah. And the crazy thing to me is I've been watching these, these videos and people talk about like, the most desirable watches and it's always ap patek and rolex and it's like how can you even put rolex in the same you know space as the other guys it's it yeah just doesn't make yeah. sense to me you know no mm. Mm -hmm. but yeah man so know. so recommendations for anyone wanting to start a youtube channel yes yeah absolutely well um I could talk for hours about this. Um, there are, as you know, there are so many watch review channels out there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are stating the facts. This is the watch. This is what size it is. This is what movement it's got. This is what I like about it. Thank you very much for watching. Um, and that's all well and good. You can go on there and learn an awful lot. Uh, and the, a lot of YouTubers as well, are quite successfully just using the smartphone. Right. You do not need expensive equipment. Mm -hmm. A lot of, the, as long as you've got um, a tripod that you can mount your smartphone on, mm -hmm. looking down, you've got the watch underneath. You right. don't even need right. any fancy audio because you'll be quite close to your phone when you're filming. The, the phone audio is good enough. Um, and a lot of people just do that. You never see the faces. You never see any fancy editing. You never see any fancy cutaways or text. It's just, this is the watch. That, that's all well and good. Great. I, I wanted to do something a bit different. Uh, I watched your um, YouTube video with uh, Watch Me Go Broke, who um, I absolutely um, <laughs> uh, I, I love him. He's, he's a character. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I wanted to do something different. I thought, well, I'm just going to be me, you know, uh, uh, try and be a bit comedic here and there sometimes works sometimes doesn't if, if people don't like it they will go and find something else to watch but in terms of advice um 
I was going to say be yourself, but try not to come across as a bit boring. Try and have a bit of character. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next review from So Watch Geek. Today, we're going to be reviewing. If, if you can just be a bit more extrovert and a bit more uh, charismatic, animated. animated, easier said than done. Because um, we filmed oh, yeah. people for corporate videos and, uh, you know, you've got company bosses there and they go and we go, right, you know, you know what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I know what to say. Yeah. I've done all this before. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Just say go. And you go, OK, then action. And they go. Um, uh, yep. ho- hello. Um, oh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> people are, are frightened by cameras. When you're making a YouTube video, it's not going out live, is it? You know, mm-hmm. you can cut and retake it. And a lot of my YouTube videos, I've had to retake and, and do extra little bits later because it didn't, I didn't sound right or I stumbled <laughs> yeah. or I came across wrong. So there's no pressure, no pressure at all. Right. So work out roughly what you're going to say. You can use your phone. Uh, I've got a, a free editor on my phone called Ucut. Mm. There are plenty of free video editors where after you've filmed it on your phone, you can put the video into the app. You right. can trim the bits out that don't work. You can even overlay music on the top and you can overlay text. doesn't cost anything. You've done it on your phone. So you don't need a shed load of equipment. You don't need to do anything fancy. Um, uh, me, because of my sort of filmmaking background, yeah, I do cut to me and I do do fill you know infills and comedy bits and this and that and the other just to as people if people do it and they progress you know they will find themselves getting a bit better some of the best youtube channels out there the production values are off the chart you know it is like watching something on the tv um and it just makes people think it's worth watching because wow this guy's good and he's got good production values and i've watched just as many youtubers who are just i'm just going to tell you what the watch is about and as long as you go away, having learned something from that, which you will, because nine times out of 10, you're interested in buying that watch. So you're going to hunt it out on YouTube, mm-hmm. find somebody that's done a review. If they can tell you about that watch and what their thoughts are, it needs nothing more than a, a cell phone pointing down. And I'm just going to show you the phone and talk about it. it it's as simple as that. So go ahead and do it. I would say if people are, or, uh, uh, have a, an interest in doing that just go ahead and do it if you film it and look at it and think oh that's dreadful you don't have to upload it to youtube do you you know you can practice as much as you like till you you get something that uh that you think yeah yeah i'm quite happy with that yeah put it up yeah well let me give you guys this opinion on something um how do you stay motivated to keep making youtube videos and creating content and i'll give you I guess I'll let you know why I'm bringing it up. I've been kind of contemplating as of late to just not necessarily quit YouTube as a whole, but just probably just slow down a lot just because I I, I feel, and, and again, people looking at my YouTube channel will probably be like, man, but you're not really reviewing watches or something uh, more than twice a week. Well, yeah, that's a lot of work. Doing this podcast yeah, is a yeah. lot of work and doing that is a lot yeah, of work. And then, you got to get your, your facts right. And you got to be, like you said, you got to be entertaining. You got to be yourself. You got to be different. And unfortunately you never know what the hell's going to do good and what's going to do bad on YouTube. Unfortunately, you could spend a ton of hours on something and it just bombs. 
but then you yeah. do something that doesn't take that long and it could be very successful. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've, I've had people complain uh, to me or to my friends. They're like, Miguel's always crying about YouTube and not getting views and this and that. Yeah, because we make YouTube videos for the views, for the exposure. If we didn't, then mm-hmm. we wouldn't upload them to YouTube. Clearly, we not- want... Uh, you go to work to get paid. You want to these, see the fruits of your labor. Well, same thing with YouTube. When you upload yeah. something that took you forever and you don't go anywhere and your channel doesn't grow and your views don't come, yeah. it just, it's discouraging, right? It, yeah. People say, well, don't worry about that. Who cares about the views? Just do it as a hobby. Well, okay. I would challenge Bark and Jack or TGV or any other big channels. I guarantee that if their channels always stayed stagnant at, 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 subscribers and it never grew from there, I guarantee these guys would never be. They wouldn't be around. They'll be like, for what? I'm not, I'd rather spend that amount of time, 15 hours editing, recording, uploading. I'd rather spend that time somewhere else, build a business, spend time with my family, go out with my friends. Instead, here we are slaving away on these videos. It is fun. It's a hobby, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it really kind of does feel like work because you're like, I need Mm -hmm. to upload something because if I don't, people are going to forget who we are or who I am. You know what I mean? So my question to you guys is how do you stay motivated? Cause I'm finding it kind of hard to stay motivated. You know, it's just, it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I think that kind of, I kind of try to keep the fun. I'm sorry. Um, I try to keep the fun and everything and remembering why I started it. But like, like you said, even with that, it's like, yo, you ain't getting the views. You ain't getting the recognition. Like it really can bring you down. Uh, I just try to keep it fun out of time, you know, but, but I, I get the aggravation and why it's aggravating for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, I found it a struggle lately, not least because I'm I've just um, I'm recovering from spinal surgery at the right. moment that I had two weeks ago. So for the last few months, I've been in a lot of back pain that's knocked me about a bit. Um, haven't really felt like doing a a, a ton. I've I've only been on YouTube for a year, and I've only got twenty five videos there. And I realise that I have to start uploading more. Each one video that I do takes me about three days to yeah. to plan what I'm going to do to set my gear up in here because it's it's over the table mm-hmm. the good lady doesn't want it there all the time <laughs> and then I've got to go away and edit it then I've got to do the cutaways and then I've got to do the graphics then I've got to find the music blah de, blah um, and it, it takes a long time I yeah. fully appreciate what you're saying and the thing that gets me or did get me is when you you can get some very negative comments, shall we mm. say. Yeah. You can get people that will really deflate your enthusiasm by telling you you're an idiot. And and you, I, I did get wound up by that at first. Now I just ignore them. We're, we're here for your entertainment. We're here for right. everybody's entertainment. We all put a lot of work into what we do. And when you don't get the views, when you get negative comments... It is a bit demotivating. Absolutely. Um, I'm desperately trying to find my motivation, motivation again to, to crack on. Now I've had the operation. Now I'm back, getting back to full strength. There's a load I want to do. Um, I know what I want to do next. And, and the next three or four 
the reviews I've got sort of lined up. It's just I've got to get my arse into gear and actually start <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I hope to see more reviews from you because you you got a great personality. Obviously, that's why I well, reached out you. to you and I wanted to have you on. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I mean, negative comments, people always say, right. So if you don't have thick skin, don't get on the internet, but it it always gets to you. It always gets to you, no matter what, no matter if, if you want to pretend like it doesn't bother you or you want to ignore it. When somebody makes a negative comment, especially about your persona, right. The way you talk, the way that you're, you look or whatever. Yeah. It messes with you. You know, they're bullying you in a way. So it's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't comment or don't watch my video. Nobody's yeah. telling you to watch yeah. the video or listen uh, to the podcast absolutely. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. other motivations for me is uh is looking at other people's videos, of course. Like mm. yours, Miguel, yours, Nigel, you know what I mean? Like and just seeing how creative people are being. You know. So those yeah. are definitely motivators for me. Yeah. Yeah, same cool. Here. Yeah. Well, one of one of the yeah. things that brings me down, and I want to get you guys' perspective on this, is when I know that I've been doing this long enough and a ton of videos and a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And then I see newcomers come and just blow up and you're like, what the hell? Like how, what did I do different? Is it, is it me then? Because it's, it's clearly not the watches that I'm reviewing. It's just me. It has to be me. It's my personality. Right. Well, what am I doing wrong? Well, can I do better? And it's like, well, I don't know. Can I look different? I can't because this is how God made me, you know, and it, it really messes with you. And I could only imagine mm-hmm. how like in the, in Hollywood, right. Or in the movie industry or whatever, it could mess with you. Right. And an actress or yeah. an actor has been doing things for years and they perfected their craft. And then here comes a newcomer and all of a sudden they're getting Oscars and nominations. And you're like, what, what about my recognition? Yeah. I've been doing this long mm-hmm. enough. But life is unfair, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But there's an awful lot of, awful lot of actors as well that never read the reviews of themselves in the newspapers the next day if they've been on stage or they've been in a film yeah don't they don't read them because they don't want to be affected by the negative Uh, comments or the negative reviews so if you don't read them you can't get upset by them so yeah how do you guys feel about Mm. people that turn off their comments on their videos then (sighs) yeah you always (laughs) think why why have you turned off your comments yeah yeah strange they've obviously got a lot of negative comments going on that they felt the need to turn them off um i can never understand why people click dislike on a video you can watch yes. the best videos on youtube and yeah and people click dislike oh man that, that mm-hmm. annoys me you know they're yeah. that annoyed by it that they're telling people i don't like this just just move on <laughs> just don't watch it <laughs> well let me let me finish things off by by asking something and i'm curious to know um you guys' opinion about watch collecting so uh i've been watching videos right and they they talk about the 80s and the 90s and watch collecting and how everything was so niche and it wasn't like mainstream per se but i've noticed that a lot of collectors maybe it was a pandemic (laughs) i don't know but a lot of collectors all of a sudden just just kind of the scene blew up like you said, Nigel, there's a ton of watch reviewers now. When we started P like two years ago or something like that, there was mm-hmm. some channels, yeah. but now it's right. just insane. Like everybody and their mom is reviewing watches, which I guess is fine yeah. because uh, the yep. the thing with YouTube is longevity. You start off with mm. so much steam and, and, and just longevity is the name of the game, right? You, you need to mm. kind of 
uh, keep at it just like anything else, like a workout routine or relationship or anything. But my question is, is this whole watch collecting a fad? Uh, is it gonna is it gonna keep growing? Or is it gonna eventually go away? Well, what are you guys thoughts on that? I think for some people, it's a fad. Um, I can't specifically point out no particular channels, but I think that some people get into the watch collecting thing and YouTube uh, because they see it as a way to earn money or get quick recognition, right? Mm. So, um, and and I think that the, it's going to separate the men from the boys. You know what I mean? Like those who just doing it as, oh, I just want to do some YouTube videos. They'll be canceled out, you know, and they'll give up. But it's going to separate the men from the boys. Uh, will it ever go away? No, I don't think so. Because I think uh, it's a lot of new YouTubers out there reviewing watches just doing great jobs. You know what I mean? Um, even some of your smaller channels. So I don't ever think it'll go away. I just think that those whose heart is not into watch collecting, really, those guys will fade away for sure. Well, I, yeah. I guess let me, let me rephrase the question because I don't necessarily just mean YouTube. I mean, watch collecting watch as a collecting. whole. And, and I think uh, Rolex has a big, big part to do with a lot of people getting into watches and in the mainstream media because people go, wait, 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 watches are an asset class now? Like, that's interesting. Let me get on that train. And then with channels, right, like the gray market where they show mm -hmm. they're making thousands of dollars and Risher Meal and APs and Patex and Rolexes. I'm not talking Seikos here or Bostocks. I'm talking people that are getting into the watch hobby for maybe the wrong reasons, right? Maybe because it's like, oh, it's a lot yeah. of money, right? Or whatever. So that's my question. Are watches going to continue that trajectory where they're going to retain their value and they're going to be hot forever or are things going to cool down. And then the purists like ourselves, like real watch collectors are just going to stick around and we're like, Hey, I'm buying a watch. Cause I like it. I know it's going to devalue it. Right. I'm buying it. Cause I like it. I'm buying a bright lean. Right. I know they're not super hot on the list. I don't care. I love the Navi timer. I love, right. the, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of mm -hmm. more my question. I know YouTube is going to go like this, right? Mm -hmm. Channels are going to come channels are going to go because there's a lot of dedication. I'm talking more just in the collecting aspect. I mean, I think yeah. even in, in the collecting aspect that is you'll see the separation between the boys and the men. You know what I mean? Like you have some people that just be like, well, I don't want to do this no more. Hmm. You know? So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from my point of view, I've always said that I'm not a watch snob. Um, I've got plenty of really budget watches in my collection and therefore you don't have to spend a lot of money right. to be a watch collector mm -hmm. so it's it's really opened up watch collecting to everyone you know 50 60 pounds 100 bucks whatever 200 you've got a semi-decent automatic watch that isn't going to break anybody's bank and if it leads those people on to then enjoying watch collecting and getting into more high-end watches yeah, as you said, Piros, some people will dip out. Some people will will get a few watches and then not bother anymore. Um, watch collecting is here to stay. Absolutely, definitely. The, all the new micro brands that are starting, all the new releases from all the watch manufacturers, there's so much there to keep us watch collectors 
entertained and yeah. and um, yearning for the next watch, and then it's it's just going to grow. It's just going to grow. Very cool, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, watch collecting yeah. is definitely beautiful. It's expensive. It could get expensive, and and yeah. um, yeah. if you're if you're new to watch collecting and you're uh, watching this, you're listening to this, just be aware of you spending a lot of money. And like we said, watches are not investments. I mean, some pieces are, but for the most part, they're not investments. And the unfortunate thing, and I, I'm, I'm sure you guys can attest to this. Once you get a taste of a watch, then you want another one. And unfortunately, once you try something better, then you want better and better and better and better typically means more money. So you're definitely bound to spend a lot of money <laughs> if you get into this hobby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, all right, cool. Well, let's close things off with other things. I don't know if you guys want to share a book or a movie or <clears throat> food or just anything. Um, this week for me, you know, with Halloween coming up and all, I've been. Uh, yeah. I went back and watched a couple classic uh, slasher films. Oh, I don't know if y'all ever heard of these films, but it's uh, the Stepfather One and Two with Terry O'Quinn. Mm, no. Nope. Yeah, where 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 he marries into a existing family, and when they piss him off, he just kill the whole family. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> very, <laughs> very, very good. It, it's somewhat comical, you know, but <laughs> it's always funny <laughs> to kill people. It, it, it's, it's, it's it's slasher, you know. Um. Other than that, I am waiting for today for my Bengals. To go five and two, and take over the uh, AFC North. Okay, you know so hey, all that means nothing to me. It's a uh, football, right? The Beagles. Football. Oh, American football. Oh, okay. Yeah, American right. football. Yes, <laughs> Bengals. I'm, I'm waiting. Yes, sir. Right. Cool. All right, Nigel. <laughs> So you're going to promote uh, your wife's book? Yes, yeah, if, if I may. Um, yeah, my, yeah, absolutely. My wife, um, Right. Is that is that backwards? Am I backwards? No, Does no, the next the next no. girl, right? Okay, yeah. cool. Carla. Uh, Carla Kovach, she writes under. She has okay. a series of psychological thrillers. This is book one in the mm. series called Next Girl. Follows D.I. Gina Hart as she solves um, psychological crime and murders and all that kind of stuff. Oh, very so interesting. If um, primarily aimed, I think, at the uh, the female market. So, if anybody wants to uh, download a Kindle or buy a paperback or um, there are the halves, then uh, look no further. Thank you very much. Mm. That's cool. So, <laughs> let me let me ask you something before I go into my thing. How much does it help that your wife is into watches? I'm assuming she is because every single time that I see her on video, or whatever, she's wearing a watch. So it's like, do you yeah, force yeah. her to wear a watch, or does she actually yeah. want to wear a watch? Yeah, no, no, I force her to wear one. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I, I Perfect. Will, um, there you uh, go. Complete. <laughs> <laughs> she is slowly getting into them a bit more. She knows what they're called now. Um, mm. I will tell her. I will tell her what watch, which watch she's wearing today, and she's usually happy with that. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't quite share the same passion as me, which is more than happy to be in the background in the in the videos and uh, and to help out with things like that. So she's a good sport. Right on. That's cool. Yeah, right. honestly, I, I I would never would have guessed that. I really genuinely thought she was a watch enthusiast, and I was just messing around right now when I said that you force oh. her, because she genuinely <laughs> seems across. Like, I was like, man, that must be so cool sharing that hobby with your significant other. Because oh. I, I do know a few people 
that yeah. share the hobby with their wife and their wife actually yeah. has their own yeah. collection. I was like, man, that's mm-hmm. so cool. I wonder how that is. Like I see Jenny L or L- Jenny L, right? That's, yeah. that's how you pronounce Jenny. it. And she, yeah. I'm like, all right, how much of that at first I was like, how much of that is she doing just to get clout, right? Or success mm-hmm. or whatever. But when she yeah. speaks about watches, I could genuinely see that she likes watches, right? And I'm like, that yeah. must be so cool for her and her husband because yeah. I would imagine for the husband to say, hey, I want this grail piece and this X amount of money. It's a lot easier for her to say, yeah, because I like that watch too, you know, as opposed to your mm-hmm. significant other being like, are you crazy? Like, what? Like, right. how much money? That's stupid. Like, no. No, 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 no. Uh, one of the comments that I got, it was it was funny. It's a video that I put out. Why do you hate my tutor watch? And it was mm. about people and negativity and, you know, and it's like, uh, whatever. But one of, uh, in the video I mentioned, so I talked to my wife and finally got the green light or something like that. I said, and some guy goes, oh, what do you say? He's like, oh, you had to get permission from your wife, you little <laughs> bitch or something. And I'm like, wow okay clearly you're not married because it's not so much getting permission as it is an understanding because we're in a relationship it's not like she's not my slave you idiot it's not like well i'm gonna go out (laughs) and spend whatever money i want and i'll tell you like what some people are just ridiculous man some of those comments are just on the call for it it's like i I deleted the comment and blocked that person from my youtube channel wow i just don't need it i just don't need yeah you know so, no, absolutely. People are idiots, yeah. and they have nothing better to do. So, yeah, yeah. man. But for me, <sighs> other things. Uh, so we got a little uh, uh, birthday party coming up the day before Halloween, and it's a costume party. So we decided to dress up like the Ghostbusters. So it's so funny because Ghostbusters is such a like '80s thing, right? And and uh, and my son, he's six years old. What does he know about Ghostbusters? Uh-huh. But the funny thing is, they're kind of making. A comeback and i know the new movie uh is coming out i forget that is ghostbusters something yes. i saw the trailer Some yesterday yeah right and he loves uh the what's that thing called guys uh, the character that's uh, made out of marshmallows or whatever he stay puff oh, stay puff stay marshmallow puff. man he yeah. loves that guy <laughs> he loves that guy uh and and we bought him a little inflatable for halloween for the inf- uh, front of the house and it's there and he loves that thing so yeah i think i think that's cute i mean i've never really done like a family dress up it'll be the first time and i i think that's exciting Ooh. i mean you know building memories and i i, I yeah. don't recall my parents ever doing that with me but i i, uh-huh. I think uh it's gonna create some good memories just like watch collecting, right? If you have kids yeah. and you kind of instill that in them, maybe it's a cool hobby for them. Uh, but I don't know. Just wanted to share that with you guys. So. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, yeah that's cool. cool. But anyway, cool. so let's go around, tell people where they can find you and follow you and support you um, and, and just kind of go from there. Nigel. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am um, Sir Watch Geek. Um, I'm not a sir either way or a geek, but uh, so watch me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and YouTube under those names. I think you can type them separately or all together. Sir Watch Geek, that's where you can find me there. Thank you. Awesome. P. Ross. Ross Rich Watch Love everywhere YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. That's right. That's right. And then for me, uh, well, two basic things are uh, Instagram, of course. We're almost at 5,000. So I'm catching up to you, man. Mm, Nigel, I'm there. I'm almost there. I'm almost at 4,800. I'm almost there. So SoCal Watch Reviews, go go check me out. 
And then of course, this podcast, if you get a chance to rate it, you know, uh, leave us a little comment, leave the little stars that it helps or else people are just not going to find us. And I, I yeah. think we look, we, we hook up with a lot of guests that are super entertaining. They bring a lot to the watch community and I would hate for people to miss the videos or the audio. So SoCal watch reviews on YouTube as well, but yeah, if, uh, keep supporting us. We'll keep doing this and keep bringing bigger and bigger guests. Uh, and as we mentioned in our previous episode, we, for episode 100, now it's official. I could officially say that we got TGV. So the urban oh, gentry wow. is coming. We're actually recording the video and the audio this upcoming Tuesday, October 26th. We are super excited, yeah. uh, but the video won't be released and the audio won't be released until we hit that hundred episode. So we got some spots to fill. So looking forward to that, but uh, Nigel, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being such a sport. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been a real pleasure. You both take care. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, everybody uh, listening, everybody watching, thank you so much. And stay humble.